Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Most of the price increases we've seen are, were expected and are expected to be temporary. I don't know anybody, including Larry Summers, who's a friend of mine, yeah. who's worried about inflation. Talk of inflation. The overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down. No one's talking about this great, great deal. You know. It's un- highly unlikely that it's going to be long-term inflation that's going to get out of hand. There's nobody suggesting there's unchecked inflation on the way. Take any responsibility for the inflation in this country? Do you take any responsibility for your policies? I think our policies help, not hurt. Think about what they say. The vast majority of the of the uh, uh, of the economists think that this is going to be a real tough problem to solve, but it's not because of spending. We brought down the deficit. The bottom line is how much does America owe? How much in the hole are we going? Where are we doing? you doing, people? It is June 1st, 2022. That's right, everybody. It's LGBTQ plus Pride Month and happy Rainbow Month to you. Uh, if you're out there and you want to celebrate the month properly, uh, obviously paint a rainbow all over yourself. If you see a gay person walking down the street, go up to the gay person. Uh, you should bow to the gay, then uh, you should ask them where the closest ATM machine is and uh, give them your life savings. That is what equity and social justice are all about. All of the companies will be rainbowy all month. This is the month of tolerance and diversity, everybody. It's very, very exciting. So get a little gay this month. The whole thing's so stupid. It's just so stupid. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report direct message, and we got a jam-packed show for you today. But tomorrow's the big day. I'm in Orlando with Governor Ron DeSantis. There are about, I said six tickets left. There, there are about four tickets left now. That's what I'm being told. They're all in the back row. That's all we can offer you. That's what's left, people. Uh, tomorrow, June 2nd at the Plaza Live in Orlando, in Disney country. If you want those last tickets, you can go to DaveRubin.com slash events. I'm going to give about a 45-minute talk. Then the governor and I will sit down for a 40, 45 or so, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'm not going to plan it too much. It's just we're going to let it be. I'm hearing that there's going to be some uh, some protests. Some of the Disney purple-haired people are going to be out there. Look forward to seeing them. Uh, and then on the third, we've got a big uh, Rubin Report Locals Community Breakfast. I'm uh, footing the bill for breakfast for everybody. And if you want to join us for that, you can check out more information at rubinreport.locals.com. Today, we are going to be talking about that little uh, cold open we just did there. The nonsense, the utter nonsense by the elderly gentleman pretending to be President Joe Biden and his administration, his clown car administration of people who have consistently got everything wrong. But for them, fortunately, they have Democrat privilege, which is the privilege to constantly get everything wrong, either intentionally or not, and never get fired, never get punished, never have 
the media call you out. Uh, so we're going to start really with uh, Elon Musk, who has just had it with the Democrats. He's going all in. And, and I think it's like, this is like Street Fighter right now or Mortal Kombat. Choose your fighter. Do you want the guy who's sending us to Mars? Do you want the guy who's building electric cars? Do you want the guy who's fighting for free speech? Or do you want a bunch of bureaucratic buffoons who just want your money and your attention and all of that stuff? Pick a side, people. The time is here because inflation is getting out of control. And either you think that government bureaucrats and middlemen who've never accomplished anything can fix it, or you think perhaps human ingenuity and the individual and new ways of thinking are the ways to fix it. Or perhaps even going back to that, that old C word, not that C word, not that other C word, capitalism. Perhaps that's the way we can fix this. Oh, and last night I went out to dinner with this guy. You might remember this guy. Remember that? That's JP. That's Jordan Peterson. Had dinner in Miami last night and uh, we're going to be doing some podcasts and some special stuff live in July. So stay tuned for that. Okay, before we get to Biden, the uh, inflation situation and the ridiculous, not only the ridiculous response from the administration, but the way the media tries to cover it up and then they get to the point where they can't cover it up. So then they kind of begrudgingly have to tell you something true every now and again. Uh, but before we get to that, let me talk to you real quick about real estate agents I trust. You know, buying or selling a home is already stressful. Uh, it's one of the most stressful things you can do, and it can be 10 times worse if you're not working with the right agent. Generally speaking, our homes are our biggest investment. That's a lot of responsibility, and you need an agent who can take that seriously. That's why I recommend Real Estate Agents I Trust, founded by my good buddy, Glenn Beck. They work with only the best agents in the market. They do their homework talking to every agent before inviting them to join the network. And here's a big one. Uh, we, I can say we because I work with Glenn too. We only work with full-time professionals, no part-time or inexperienced agents. Their team makes the intro and then follows you through the buying or selling process to make sure that you're satisfied. The agents they work with have long track records and are the best sellers in their field. They're part of this audience. They share your values and they're almost anywhere you want to go, including the free state of Florida. The process is simple. Just go to realestateagentsitrust.com and provide them with some basic info. The team will contact you to make an intro to the preferred agent in your town. And then you see what happens. All right, now back to me. Okay, so why does Elon Musk, who is the Tony Stark of reality, the guy who is inventing more stuff than anyone else, the guy who's sending us to Mars and who's doing Neuralink and who's building tunnels, under Los Angeles, the guy who's actually making things happen. Why does he no longer want to be a Democrat? Well, there's a whole bunch of reasons. We've been talking about them for the last month, but a few things have happened in the last couple of days. So on Memorial Day, just uh, two days ago, uh, Elon tweeted out this, and there was an interesting response to it. So it was a simple, straightforward tweet. He said, in remembrance of those who fell to preserve the light of freedom. Okay, pretty straightforward. Uh, then a random person responded with this. He said, you don't care. This is just a random, and this is what Twitter is all about. For those of you that are not on Twitter, what Twitter is all about is random anonymous people with ridiculous names uh, always responding to people with millions and millions of followers. You don't care about freedom, Elon. If you did, you wouldn't be supporting Donald Trump. Now come back to me for a second before we get to Elon's response, because that's where it gets interesting. Uh, first off, Elon has not said he is supporting Donald Trump. Actually, he and Donald Trump have sparred quite a bit. And even when Elon announced just a couple of weeks ago that he was going to buy Twitter, Trump went on Truth Social, his version of Twitter, 
to basically mock Elon for doing it, saying it's a stupid business decision and everything else. So Elon at no point, although he has said he's leaving the Democratic Party, although he has said he is voting for Republicans, although he has gone after Democrats quite extensively, although he's basically, as I said a couple of weeks ago, he's completing my life's work, leaving the left and then going to the promised land. Um, in no way has he said he is a Donald Trump supporter. So this is just a random person who says that, but then Elon responded, and here's where it gets interesting. He said, I support free speech, but not any one candidate. In fact, I gave money to and voted for Hillary and then voted for Biden. However, given unprovoked attacks by leading Democrats against me and a very cold shoulder to Tesla and SpaceX, I intend to vote Republican in November. Now, this is pretty interesting because I think there's a lot of reasons not to vote for Democrats. I've gone into them quite extensively over the last few years of my life. I think most of you guys get it. The progressives have completely ransacked whatever was left of a sort of sane liberal Democrat party. There, there are no centrist Democrats at this point. You, if you're a centrist Democrat, with the exception maybe of, of Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema, in effect, you're a Republican at this, at this point. But what's also interesting about this is as Elon Musk creates, right, creates electric cars, sends rockets into space, builds these underground tunnels, does Neuralink, all of this incredible stuff that he's doing, uh, the government is putting up roadblocks all along the way. The government, which does not build anything well, does not do really anything well. It does things that are very expensive and things that are very cumbersome, but it very rarely innovates well. When's the last time the government innovated anything? It just doesn't. So here's a couple of reasons that he's fighting with them, specifically uh, related to Tesla and SpaceX. This is from Forbes just a couple months ago. A few hours before Tesla reported record profit and sales for 2021, President Joe Biden met with the company's biggest competitors at the White House to applaud their efforts with Tesla CEO, Elon Musk notably absent, the tech billionaire later took to Twitter to attack Biden. He unloaded on the president on Thursday after Biden posted a tweet with GM's Mary Barra. Starts with a T, ends with an A, ESL in the middle, Musk wrote, following it up with insults. Biden is a damp sock puppet in human form, he tweeted. Biden is treating the American public like fools. So what's fascinating about this is, look, I have come to the belief that at this point, the Democrats are intentionally crashing the economy. They want to get us off fossil fuels. So they want to lead us all to their Green New Deal. They want to lead us all to electric cars, et cetera, et cetera. Elon Musk and Tesla are by far and away heads and tails beyond and in front of everything else in that, in that department. I have a Tesla. It is awesome. I just, over the weekend, I drove across Florida, across Alligator Alley. It is the most fun thing to drive. It's so innovative and awesome and cool. And you go to the supercharger station and you fill it up real quick, blah, blah, blah. I don't have to sell Tesla on you. But the point is that as they are trying to get us all off fossil fuels, as they're telling us that everyone should get an electric car, what does Biden do? Instead of inviting the guy who is innovating at the highest level, bringing Teslas out to the market, right? and has been doing it for years, instead of inviting him to the White House, he invites all their competitors. So he's saying, I don't like you. We, the administration, don't like you because you do not bow to us. And then Elon's basically saying, you suck. That's where we're at with that. So now let's go to SpaceX. This is from September, 2021, CNBC. After SpaceX completed a historic private space flight on Saturday, CEO Elon Musk took a pot shot at President Joe Biden, who had yet to remark on the company, on the companies and the civilian flight crew's accomplishments. 
One of Musk's 60 million followers on the social networking platform Twitter asked him, the president of the United States has refused to even acknowledge the four newest American astronauts who helped raise hundreds of millions of dollars for St. Jude. What's your theory on why that is? Musk replied, he's still sleeping. So now think about this again. Elon Musk rockets into space. Is, is NASA doing much these days? Could NASA even get us back to the moon at this point? Do you think the government is hiring the best of the best when it comes to engineers and scientists and everything else? Of course not. They're all going to private companies. It is a dream of anyone that is a, a true scientist at this point. If you're a true engineer, you're a rocket scientist, whatever you might be, is your goal like, man, I want to work with the best of the best over at the United States government. In a, in a fluorescent room with green floors? Or do I want to work at SpaceX? Or do I want to work on the Neuralink project? Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Or on gene splicing or any of the other things that have nothing to do with anything that the government is competent at. So again, it's like, here he goes. He sends a rocket out to space. Pretty cool astronauts out there again. NASA's not doing much these days. Not a word from the White House. The White House, because they seemingly only want people that do things through the government, kind of is... Uh, afraid of Elon Musk. I would say legitimately afraid of Elon Musk. Uh, here is uh, Elon Musk at the All In podcast. Uh, they had their big event in Miami last week. And uh, this is David Sachs and a bunch of the other guys. Uh, they have a great podcast. And here's Elon basically ripping into Biden, the federal government, and just what they're doing to the economy. Did you see uh, Jeff's uh, Bezos's tweet back and forth with Biden, um, where Biden, I think, was talking about inflation. inflation, but then he correlated that to taxing corporations. And Bezos said, "This is misinformation and disinformation, et cetera, et cetera." What do you What do you think about that whole exchange? Then back and forth. I mean, the, the obvious reason for inflation is that the government printed a zillion amount of more money than it had, uh, obviously. Um, so it's, it's like the government can't just issue checks far in excess of revenue without there being inflation. Um, you know, velocity of money held constant. And if, if there are more dollars created than the increase in the goods and services output of the economy, then you have inflation. If, if, if the government could just issue uh, massive amounts of money and have a, a, a deficit that didn't matter, then well, why don't we just make the deficit 100 times bigger? Okay, yeah. the answer is you can't because it, it will basically turn the dollar into something that is worthless. And, and various countries have have tried this experiment multiple times. It's not like, oh, I wonder what happens if this if, if, if this is done. Yeah. Have you seen Venezuela? The true economy is the output of goods and services. It's not money. Ooh, that's a good line. The true economy is the output of goods and services. It's not money. Meaning if the government can just print money, right, and deficits mean nothing, then money doesn't mean anything. It's the stuff we actually produce. And that really is the crux of why this guy is now at odds with the United States government. The United States government, which does not produce anything and which in the last year and a half has crushed the supply chain. And uh, as I've been telling you guys, because we just moved in the last couple of months, we're trying to do a bunch of renovations at the house before the kids arrive. And we're trying to baby proof the house and change out a bunch of things. Yesterday, I was at a, uh, a place to get, you know, new stove, a uh, new microwave, et cetera, et cetera. Everything, six, eight months. They were talking into 2023 to get certain things. That's what's happening because the government has screwed up so many things on top of the fact that the prices are so high. And now the newest thing is that used things in some cases cost more than new things because at least you can get the used things. So people are willing to pay a premium so that they can actually get the stove that they want or whatever it might be so that they can get it this week as opposed to waiting 
a year from now. So actual things are what drive the economy, not just that the government can just print more money because of course the more money you just print, the less that the money will actually be worth. So why am I talking about all of this? Well, I'm talking about all of this because every now and again, someone comes around who just pulls back that curtain and just says, boy, that Oz guy who you thought was all powerful and all knowing, he's actually not that scary. He's some washed up old wizard. And that's the phase that we are in right now. And the machine itself, the media is having trouble actually keeping the curtain in place. So Elon Musk is doing great. This is not to worship Elon Musk by any measure. I have no doubt that I have political disagreements with him. It's just sort of irrelevant. Uh, but the point is that the Biden economic policies are leading a guy who is trying to innovate, trying to do what America is all about, to say, I can no longer be part of the Democrat party. And this is why I am gonna have to vote Republican. And by the way, perhaps that will be the Moses moment, right? Moses led the Hebrews out of Egypt. Maybe that will be the Moses moment we've been waiting for, where enough of the remaining sane Democrats, whatever is left in that sliver, are like, finally, I can vote for those scary conservatives and Republicans. Okay, so uh, here is an NBC report on inflation and everything going on related to that because they're starting to have to cover this stuff. Even though a whole bunch of us were talking about a while back, even NBC, the mainstream media, the corporate press, they're finally catching up. We've got problems. Our recent NBC News poll showed just 33% of Americans approve of the president's handling of the economy. Just paying for basics like rent is a constant worry for single mother of two, Kiara Age. Within the next couple of weeks, me and my kids could possibly be on the streets because, you know, the prices of everything keep going up. Her rent in Nevada just went up 25 percent. It's a lot. Like, I try not to get emotional about it, but it's, it's a heavy load to carry. Back at the White House, President Biden has been rattled by his sinking poll numbers and is pressing aides for a more compelling message and sharper strategy to address inflation and improve his political standing. People close to the president tell NBC News. One Democratic lawmaker said the White House has failed to put forward an intellectually honest plan to combat inflation. Well, hot diggity damn, the corporate press actually addressing what we all know, what we're all seeing in our life. Now, what's interesting there, what, is the, what does the White House want to do? They want to get a more compelling message out there. Boy, we've really screwed up this whole thing and we can't have people knowing that. Can we fix the messaging? That's really what they're all about instead of actually doing anything. Because what would you do if you wanted to actually fix the economy? Instead of rejiggering the entire economy and saying, oh, okay, we're gonna get off fossil fuels, we're gonna make everything green, and we can have some discussion about what legitimate ways there are to do that that might be environmentally helpful and also economically not destructive, right? We can talk about that, but that's not really what they wanna do. What they always wanna do is print money. What they wanna do is raise taxes on everybody, make it harder to own businesses, defund the police so that if you own a business, your windows might be smashing all of those things. What would you actually do? What would really be the best way to get the economy going right now? It is so obvious and so easy, and that's why it's never discussed. You know what you do? You'd cut government spending and you'd cut taxes, period. How about we cut taxes on literally every single person in the United States, everybody. I'm, I'm just, I'm literally just throwing this out there. Crazy Dave with one of his crazy proclamations. How about we cut taxes 25% on every single person? Every single person across the board, federal, state, local, whatever it might be, you're gonna have 25% more money to do whatever you want with. 
Do you think that might get the economy going because then people would start spending more money again? And as people spend more money than the prices of things, because there's more economic activity might go down, but they'll never do that, right? They'll never do that. What they'll say is, oh, we'll print more money. We'll somehow give you more money. Or if we could just punish billionaires more, they'll never talk about their own spending. How about we just starve the beast? That's the answer. But the beast always wants more. Rancor monster always has to have more Gamorrean guards. That's a good, that was for you, Michael. You got that one, Gamorrean guard. You like that one too. All right. Uh, here's some info on what's going on with inflation and uh, prices. Uh, this is from Statista. In April 2022, prices had increased by 8.3% compared to April 2021, according to the 12 month percentage of change in the consumer price index, respectively, the monthly inflation rate for goods and services in the United States. That's a lot. It's that in essence means almost 10%. You're paying almost 10% more for stuff than you were last year. And we all know it. Again, this isn't where you need statistics. Just go and buy a package of chicken. Just go and buy a shirt. Or I can tell you as right now, we're trying to buy cribs and carriages and strollers and all of those things. Just go and try to buy anything. I'm trying to do some landscaping. Go and try to buy plants at Home Depot and you will see the prices of everything. But what the administration does is lie about everything. And it's not just Joe who often is lying or just confused, right? Uh, there's also this Kamala Harris woman. Again, this is a woman who was polling at zero in her own party. She got the VP nomination because she's a black woman. That's what Joe said himself. Don't call me a racist. Uh, here's what she tweeted out a day or two ago. She said, since January of last year, the economy has added more than 8 million jobs. Businesses have reopened their doors. Schools are back in person. And while there is more work to be done, we have made real progress in getting our economy back on track. Now, this is a complete lie. This is a complete lie. Uh, and here's CNBC debunking that very lie. The economy, and this is an important point, hasn't added one single job from the 2019 high watermark. Not one. All the jobs that we have seen gained are recovered jobs that were lost. We are not yet producing new jobs. In fact, we're still about nearly 4 million jobs short. You get that? That's the difference between recovered jobs and new jobs, right? Recovered jobs and adding jobs. Kamala said we added jobs. No, because if you went back to 2019 when the economy was chugging along and things were going real well, and there was this orange guy, what was his name again? It started with the T, started with the T. Uh, Trump, this Trump guy was president. Remember him with the crazy hair and everything? And he was always eating McDonald's and with the ketchup and the well-done steak. That guy was president. Things were going great. And then, of course, COVID came and then the Democrat riots and all that other stuff. Um, so Kamala is lying. We did not add more. You can't just, if you just wipe out 8 million jobs and then you get those 8 million jobs back, uh, that's not adding jobs. That's just getting back what you wiped out. That is what you did there. So even CNBC is debunking the absolute lies of Kamala Harris. Uh, here's a little uh, video compilation of what's going on over at CNN. And we've got uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. This woman has just screwed up everything. But with that Democrat privilege, you never get fired and you never have to resign. It wasn't just the president who got it wrong a year or so ago. I want to play for you what you said about inflation last year. Listen to this. 
Is there a risk of inflation? Um, I, I think there's a small risk, and I think it's manageable. I don't anticipate that inflation is going to be a problem, but it is something that we're watching very carefully. Was it a mistake, Madam Secretary, to downplay this inflation risk? Did that contribute to the problems we're all seeing right now? Well, um, look, I, I think I was wrong then about um, the path that inflation um, would take. Does the White House concede that the Fed calling inflation transitory was a mistake? I think the White House concedes that them also calling it transitory was a mistake because you saw it's not just uh, President Biden, his top economic advisors, also Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, who earlier tonight told Wolf Blitzer uh, that she was wrong to call it transitory when she said that inflation had posed only a small risk. That was something that you heard not just from experts outside the administration, but repeatedly from officials here at the White House. I hate to tell anyone to be on Twitter. You guys all know my feelings about Twitter. But when the White House was coming out with that, that inflation is transitory, meaning it's just going to be this little thing for now and then it's going to go away. Every sensible person on Twitter was saying this is complete nonsense. And we were going to find out that it's complete nonsense in, in a month or two. But notice Biden, we showed you the cold open talking about inflation, saying it's not going to happen or it'll be temporary or transitory or whatever, or yelling transitory inflation. Nobody gets fired. Nobody gets blamed. Think about your own life for a moment. So I run a business here, right? I have a production company that runs this show. I have a business manager who handles most of our finances, and I've got a producer over there sitting there uh, who handles the production of the show. They're responsible for making sure that everything is working properly and that the budgets make sense and we can do the things that we want to do and we can produce the content we want to produce, et cetera, et cetera. If I found out that they were spending far more money than we had or that they were cooking the books or they forgot to carry the one. That's a big one. Uh, I would probably fire somebody. Michael, I'm looking at you. You could be in a lot of trouble. Um, so that is the point. Nobody gets fired. But I think in their world, they're writing it off. They just don't know what a write-off is, but they're the ones who are writing it off. There's a little Seinfeld for you. Um, you get the point. They, can, they all just fail up and they don't actually produce anything. But what's interesting is there's been a little shift in the mainstream media. They're starting to ask the right questions, right? So I try to give credit where credit is due. Wolf is kind of addressing the right question with Janet Yellen. And here's CNN uh, kind of admitting that uh, maybe this has a little something to do with Biden and his policies. Road trips are going to be way more expensive this summer. We now have nine states where the average is $4.90 a gallon or higher, the latest being Arizona, Illinois, and New York. California now stands at six fifteen a gallon. As Pete mentioned, the national average, four sixty two a gallon. That's up 44 cents from a month ago. The problem is that supply just cannot keep up with really strong demand as people travel more. The problem is that supply can't keep up with demand. Well, it was keeping up with demand until Joe Biden became president. And we do know this has nothing to do with Ukraine because in the year that Biden was president before Ukraine and Russia, gas still went up a dollar a gallon. We've covered that many times, but they're at least addressing there are some problems right now and things are expensive and people are gonna have to spend more on their road trips and everything else. Here's ABC's Jonathan Carl talking about inflation and he doesn't want to admit it, but he sort of has to. If you look at the numbers, uh, inflation really started to rise almost exactly when, when, when Biden came in the White House. Now, now yeah, obviously- Yeah, well, that, that argues uh, my point, uh, doesn't it? But, 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 but look, look, at the, look at this chart on gas prices uh, just since February. If, if you look at the, I mean, it's, it is a, 
It is a shocking increase that, you know, doesn't correspond. You got to love it. Like, they're just such activists that even as he's saying, well, it has something to do with Biden. Like, they're just so awful. But they, they cannot hide the truth when it's so obviously right in front of you, right? That's the thing. So now let's shift over to what the uh, administration and what the White House is saying about all this. This is a spectacular compilation. You guys know this new White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre. She's a black lesbian. Uh, she... It's Pride Month, people. I'm trying to give credit where credit is due, okay? Spectacular black lesbian, one of the best. She is one of the top five black lesbians that we have in America right now. Uh, here she is, a little compilation explaining uh, what the White House is uh, doing about all this inflation stuff. Is it a problem? Is it a hardship? Is it a crisis? What is it that you people know, are facing? It, it is, we're just in a difficult time right now with this inflation. That's why he's doing everything that he can. Does President Biden take any responsibility for his policies potentially contributing to inflation. His policies has helped the economy get back on its feet. That's what his policy has his policies has done. Um, this, when we talk about the gas prices right now, this is indeed Putin's gas hike. This is what we have seen in the most recent months of of what we've seen at the gas pump. And in some places in this country now. A gallon of gas costs more than people on the federal minimum wage are making in an hour. What does the White House want these people to do to stop driving to work? Look, the president understands what it feels like. Um, Deese just spoke, spoke about this. Brian Deese was just here and talked about how he understands what it means for people who are sitting at their kitchen table and see gas prices go up. He understands that feeling personally, or seeing prices uh, of grocery store of uh, grocery uh, groceries go up in the grocery. All right. First off, before I address anything she said there, I, you know, right before I brought that clip out, I said that she's a top five black lesbian. My guys did some Googling as we were showing that. So we want to list out some other black lesbians and, and you decide. It's not really for me to say who a top five black lesbian is, but we got a couple other black lesbians here. We got Linda Bellos. I have no idea who that is. Angela Davis. I don't know who that is. Storm DeLavare. I don't know who that is. Jackie Kay. I don't know who that is. Are you just making up names? What is this? Uh, oh, Lori Lightfoot. Lori Lightfoot, definitely a top five black lesbian. Audra Lord, I don't know who that is. And Wanda Sykes, I do know Wanda Sykes, comedian Wanda Sykes. So I, I think it's a fair statement to say, you know, I know the fact checkers and the disinformation people are gonna be all over me. She's not a top five black lesbian, but I think by what I just read there, she absolutely is. As per the uh, content of what she said right there, I mean, a couple of great lines. We're just in a difficult time. You know, guys, uh, the shit's hitting the fan. What, what, what do you want us to do about it? His policies has helped the economy get back on its feet. Uh, no, it's actually done the reverse of that. Uh, and finally, uh, Joe Biden, he understands what it feels like. I mean, the guy does not even know where he is. So the point is, she's just repeating, it's just drivel. It's just drivelous nonsense. And speaking of drivelous nonsense, here is Biden's director of national economic, of the National Economic Council, Brian Deese, uh, defending their economic policies. Look, I think that the, the, what the president has done uh, with respect to communications has been, is been to consistently uh, explain to the American people where we are and where we need to go. Uh, and that continues to be 
uh, the way that, uh, that he approaches this issue, and very much from the perspective of what it feels like to sit around a dining room table or a, a kitchen table uh, in, uh, in this country, because that is, that's his lived experience, and that's the way that he approaches these economic policy questions. And so he understands that right now the top uh, issue on people's minds uh, is prices, prices at the, uh, the gas station, prices at the grocery store, and he's made very clear and he's communicating very clearly that that's uh, his uh, top economic priority. Guys, guys, don't freak out. Don't. Sure, you can't get baby formula. Sure, everything's super expensive. You can't fill up the tank with gas. Uh, food prices going crazy. Joe Biden's lived experience. This is a guy who has uh, sat at the table. Okay, he has sat at the dining room table and the living room table. So he knows what's your, what you're going through, okay? Dining room and living room. If there's a table and a chair, Joe Biden has sat on it. So he knows what's going on. It's this idea, his lived experience, you absolute clowns. This is what I mean about these are just bureaucratic buffoons who all they do is read poorly written scripts. They cannot accomplish anything. We, they just, they deserve none of our, certainly of our money, but they don't deserve our respect or our attention, or anything else. So now, what do we do here at the Rubin Report? We try to give you some solutions. So what should you do? And what should you be convincing your friends to do? Well, don't listen to me. Let's listen to that Elon Musk fella. I would classify myself as, as a moderate, and you know, neither Republican nor, nor Democrat. Um, and in fact, uh, I have voted, voted overwhelmingly for Democrats uh, historically, overwhelmingly. Like, I've, I'm not sure... I might never have voted for a Republican, just to be clear. Right. Um, now, now, this election, I would. <laughs> but this election, I will. He will vote Republican. As I often say, ladles and jelly spoons, you don't have to be a Republican, but you cannot be a Democrat. And at this point, you may as well be a Republican. There is one political party that is showing an ability to have a wide tent, to have diversity of thought, to have people who disagree on issues respectfully and have that battle, have that fight over ideas and what policy is. And it doesn't mean they're all right. And often Republicans fail on a gajillion other things. And plenty of Republicans like Mitt Romney just voted to give $40 billion to Ukraine, but they're a hell of a lot better than the socialists and communists and progressive maniacs who have taken over the Democrat party. And with that in mind, because I am a man of my word, let's show the image uh, just the other day, that's it. I took that picture as I officially, finally got my Florida driver's license. And you know what I did right there? I clicked the second row, that second little, uh, little button right there. And I am officially a registered Republican in the free state of Florida. And I have to tell you, as someone that has only been a registered Democrat for my entire life since I was able to vote, and then eventually I was independent, I felt very proud doing it. It's not that it's a signal like I'm always going to vote Republican, because if you say to a political party, hey, I'm a registered this, I'm always going to support you, then they have less reason to do anything for you. This is a case where perhaps, uh, I don't like the word community, but the black community might look at the Democrats and be like, boy, we always vote for you, say 92 to 95%. We vote Democrat and you guys never really do anything for us. Do you think there might be a connection there? We're gonna support you no matter what you do. We got a problem. My feeling in, in this registration was that I am a very, very proud Floridian right now. We have a fantastic, not only do we have a fantastic governor, obviously, uh, but mayor here in Miami and officials all over the state 
and our the entire apparatus, which is now as uh, it's just a matter of fact that Florida has become very red, and DeSantis is going to crush it, obviously. And uh, you know, when DeSantis got into office, and he only won. Uh, when he ran for governor the first time by about 30,000 votes. And it turned out that the guy who he ran against, what was the guy's name again? The guy who uh, lost to DeSantis. Uh, it turned out that he was a meth addict having orgies. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but the point is that that's how close even Florida was to the abyss. Um, but when he, DeSantis ran the first time, there were about 30,000 more, oh no, there were 200,000 more Democrats registered in Florida than Republicans. And last I heard in the last couple of months, it's about 40,000 more Republicans. That's a massive shift. Uh, Andrew Gillum was the uh, meth addict having the orgies that almost became governor, by the way. Um, and I really, I just want to reiterate that I stand by the top five black lesbian thing. Uh, all right, stick around for a cold close we got for you. Let me get to a couple locals comments real quick. Daphne says, Angela Davis is a member of the Communist Party of the USA. Uh, she was very notorious back in the 70s. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Famous 70s communist black lesbian Angela Davis. I thought it was maybe somebody who guessed appearance on the Jeffersons or something. Uh, Patty says, what planet are these people on? Biden has taken this country so far off the rails. Yeah, he really has. He really has. And that's why, again, they don't deserve your attention, your money, your respect, and you should focus on local things and things that you can control. Uh, NP says, Dave and Jordan need to star in a remake of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah, that's right. We definitely have like, we had, it was just a, such a great night. We did eat steak. I promise you, we ate the steak. Uh, if you want to play along during the live chat, of course, you can go to rubenreport.locals.com. Part one of my interview with Dinesh D'Souza is up on YouTube. Last I heard it, the full thing uh, is up, of course, on uh, Locals and on Rumble because they ain't going to censor us. And uh, to sum this all up, I enjoyed today's show. Uh, here is the man who has done this to all of us, Joe Biden. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.